0: you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now, here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another show. Today, I am coming to you from the command center of the Immortelligent Leadership Institute, where I am in an undisclosed location because I'm reaching into the vault of where I have stacks and stacks of the resources that I have, especially for you. They are selected. So today, I'm going to reach as right now into the vault. Okay, I've, I've got it. Oh, yeah, let me put that down here. All right. We've got it. We've got it. And today we are going to talk about how in a an interview, especially as HR managers or those who are doing the hiring process, bringing new people into the team, into the workplace, and how we have to shift or those who do have to shift away from traditionally what most hiring managers would do, and that is look at the resume. Okay. Let me see your CV or your resume. And and that they base up on that to decide whether or not a person is a good hire, A hire, right? It's a good fit. And and most times we can find people who do we, we see. Of course you know this, right? People are writing professional Resumes. They can hire someone to really put a incredible resume together, and and you're thinking if it's you, you're wondering who is this? Is this me? <laughs> I I I have had people write things for me for in the past. For example, a press release on a book that I have written, and when I give it to someone to do that wow, they make me look so good, right? And that is what resume writers do. And you can hire someone. But imagine then you have someone who's well-polished and, and, you know, of course, they do have the the experience. They do have the qualifications. That's not the issue. It's just the way that it's all put together, presented. It's a copywriting aspect of it that makes it so... It's almost so riveting and, and so believable, which is, you know, I, I, I hope you believe it. But it, it's, it's so um, convincing that you probably rush to want to hire this person. And then you have, of course, the ref- references, right? And, and they would say, hey, if you need more references or need someone to talk to, here are the people you want to talk to. But who picked those individuals? obviously that person did so you're going to hear from people who possibly are going to say nice things and 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 you know it's it ought to be said if it's deserving but my whole point is the resume alone is not enough we we've seen that how many times as a hiring manager you have wondered man where did i miss it how did i come to hire this person and they're there for a while and then they're gone because they just don't fit. They bring their drama into the workplace. Their attitude just, you know, it stinks. And someone someone may say it stinks to the high heavens. I don't know what that means, but I've heard it being said that way. But their attitude is just not right. And, and what it is you thought haven't worked out to be that way. Why is that so? How do one miss? You know, are there some red flags to look for? And obviously you can't just make a judgment and decide because they don't fit a certain profile as you think they should. And use that to determine whether they're not, they're the best fit or not, because that are not that is not a good criteria to use, right? So the question then is what What should I use? What is beyond the resume? Why hiring emotional intelligence over in intellectual quotient or intelligence in general? Why is it a better way to hire? Well. If I can only, actually, let me start by saying this, that I believe that when we look at the, the numbers or the research, the case studies, when we look at those things, we see where emotional intelligence becomes that differentiator, that difference maker. It's a game Changer, simply because of what it brings to the table. Let me give you an example of a research that was done by Talent Smart that Dr. Travis Bradbury is the one of the founders of that. And they, they surveyed, you know, over, they actually have done um, surveys or polls, studies with over a million people so far what they've found is that 90% of top performers are also high in emotional intelligence. On the flip side, they found that just 20% of bottom performers are high in emo- emotional intelligence. Therefore, you want to then look for people who are high in emotional intelligence because if 90% are of top performers are high in emotional intelligence. Hello? What does that mean? It means that you want to go for people who have high emotional intelligence. But how do you determine that? How do you determine that? And I will share with you four different ways to do that in a few minutes. Another study that I have read and have mentioned in my book, the emo-intelligent leader succeed where others failed is one where it showed that that people who are are better in have emotional high emotional competences right as such as how to listen better they they experience a fifty percent decrease in lost time accidents and grievances went down 15 per year, from 15 per year to three. So people who were, you know, the grievances that were described or experienced in the workplace, from 15 down to three per year. Imagine that. And and those high performers are able to produce at a higher level, which means productivity goes up, you know, through the roof. High performance which also leads to, of course, higher revenues. And that is shown across the board. Actually, L'Oreal, as one company that comes to mind, they did where 40 of their salespeople were trained with emotional intelligence. And what they found was that those 40, compared to those who were not, they were able to bring a 600% ROI mean, that they, every $1 L'Oreal spent in bringing someone to train their people on emotional intelligence, they had a $6 return. So it's six to one. And what they found was they were able to increase their revenue by $2.5 million simply because those salespeople were trained. Those 40, now just those 40, not the whole team, just 40, $2.5 million more per year. Right. Um, so also, again, in the area of, of salespeople, when those who are hired in when they're hired on the basis of emotional competence, they are they were able to sell over $90,000 more per salesperson than those who were not. Right. And again, they had a 63 percent less turnover during the first year than those who are selected in the typical way. So I hope I'm making the case of why you want to hire beyond just resume. Why hiring EQ, emotional intelligence, over IQ is a better way to go. Now the question then, Kingsley, is this. How do I then hire someone based upon emotional intelligence? What do I look for? Are there some techniques? Are there some some ways to determine whether or not a person is higher in emotional intelligence than another person? Well, yes, I, I'm glad you asked the question, and I want to give you just a, a quick way, four ways to figure out how to do that. Because again, remember, emotional intelligence is based upon four core skills, right? Four main core skills, and that is self-awareness. Self-management or self-regulation, social awareness, and relationship management. So those are the quadrant. Uh, that's a quadrant that I want to use to help you look at just the four in the four areas that I'm, I'm going to mention to see what you can do to hire a, um, for, for a hire a good fit. So in the area of self-awareness, a good interview question. That you wanted to do ask is ask about a time that the person you're that the person you're interviewing got carried away by their emotions, and, and that they did something that they later regretted. Right? That's is an area of self awareness. Now, what you're looking for is that the the response should look like this: the person who is self aware, that means their emotional intelligence in the area in this area is 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 pretty you know, above the average, that the person will be open and frank with their answers. They they may also use self-deprecating humor that, you know, about themselves, how maybe looking back, how something may have looked funny, and they laugh at themselves, they make fun of themselves. That is what you want to look for. So you want to listen. So this is where you are going to do active listening and reflective listening because you're going to ask follow-up questions. So you ask for a story. Tell me about a time. Tell me a story about how and when this happened. Here is a red flag, or here are some red flags. Red flags are people who who stall, try to avoid a question, maybe seem irritated or frustrated by the question. They they got thrown off. They didn't expect that. They expect the typical interview, right? Going down the resume and, and just asking kind of vague and just, you know, questions that have no substance to it. So you are going to throw them off. So that's the area of self-awareness. That's the first thing I would suggest you do. Secondly, in the area of self-management or self-regulation, right? You want to then look for, even in even in the story that they're telling you, right? Um, so you you want to look for how they respond in the place of a place of reason, right? Rather than how they 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 just simply react to their feelings. Now, a person who is good at self management will be more reflective and talk about the thoughtfulness. And you'll see the comfort level with the questions you're asking. Are, there, are they trying to again deflect and be ambiguous, right? Um, so look for people who who take a little time to reflect and think before they answer. They reflect and think before they answer. They may just pause for a moment, and you're again you're actively and reflectively listening. You're looking for body language. It's okay if they're thinking. Don't think because they're pausing. That means that they're, you know, uncomfortable, simply uncomfortably, or just that they are like, "Uh uh-huh, you know, gotcha. No, it's not a gotcha moment. They're being reflective. That is very important because you want them to have a thoughtful response. That is managing their emotions because you may have had a follow-up question that may have thrown them off. Well, how did they manage your emotion at that time? And so that is what you want to look for, the area of you know self-management or self-regulation is just the fact of how they enter, they answer the question, the time they take to reflect. The third one is social awareness. And this is the idea of the ability to, to read others' emotions accurately and adjust accordingly, right? To read others' emotions Accurately, and adjust accordingly. So, is, is the social awareness part is not just you being a social butterfly. Okay, it's not about that. So, you're looking for for social skills in the interview. So, you may ask questions how as an on a team, uh, a project they worked on. What were some of the things they encountered? The difficulties working with different people, different. Temperaments, right? Different personalities. People having different agendas. People who may be resistant. How do they? How do they talk about that? What are their take? What is the takeaway they had in that story they told you? How did they adjust to to manage that moment, right? When they read persons by by the language. What did they do? What did they see that told them that possibly this person may not have bought in, is on the team, you know? What is it that they did? So you're looking for your ability to accurately read body language, read their surroundings, right? And then adjust accordingly. That's the third thing. So the first thing we talked about is you want to ask about a time that they may have got carried away in their emotions. Uh, The second thing is how they manage those emotions. What do they do? And you're looking for how they reflect it as they give an answer to you. And the third thing is how do they manage in a team situation or a project and being able to read other people's body language. And the fourth thing is in the area of relationship management. You want to find a way, again, and it kind of ties into, actually it ties into all three because relationship management is a is, you could say it's almost like the the wrap around emotional intelligence right it, it's 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 built on all three other areas I've just mentioned and, and so a good way is to look for the empathy that that person um may show or demonstrate or discuss so you could ask that person about a situation where somebody may have gotten angry or, you know, flew off the handle, someone may say with them, and how how did they deal with it? So looking, you're, you're trying to find a way, their willingness to understand that the source, right, of the co-worker's anger. Now, they may not agree with why they're angry, but what, how did they, Navigate that process. How did they try to manage that relationship? Did they exacerbate the situation? Did they reduce the conflict? Did they find a way to just bring the level, the temperature down? How did they? What did they do? This is the relationship management component. Now, you see what I did? I... Yes, the resume is important as a starter, but you're looking for the story. This is key to good manage I mean HR managers. This is a key for you are as a hiring manager to to find a way to look for the emotional intelligent compo- component because that is where things uh, matters most. Because again, I just shared with you earlier the case studies. I shared with you the surveys, the, the statistics, the polls. That means that it's, it's really what gets you more success. But also, here's what happened the people who you bring in who are higher in emotional intelligence tend to not only be higher performers, tend to not be more, um, only uh, be a higher product, uh, productivity person. Also, they tend to remain with the organization because they adjust themselves accordingly. And I hopefully, hopefully that as a HR manager, you're encouraging your other managers and leaders to create a culture that reflects emotional intelligence. You know, I call it in my book, The Immotelligent Leader. I call it an Immotelligent Culture a more intelligent culture where it's safe, where all these things I describe, you can share and have communication about how you're feeling, feeling about something. You know, I hope you listen to episode 112 because I talk about more of that in that episode, how employees can help their leaders create that kind of atmosphere, that kind of environment, a win-win environment. And I hope you listened to that because this kind of segue or falls this this episode today that you're listening to, it is it comes on the heels of that. So I hope you have listened, and that you will see how they go together. Well, my friend, I hope this was helpful, and I hope that you realize when I say it's beyond the resume, and focus on hiring EQ over IQ. I hope you this it makes a point and makes a case for that. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen, as always. I truly appreciate that. It means a world to me, and your listening is very important. You also may say, Kingsley, I heard you mention the book. Well, yeah, you can go to Amazon, and you can get the book there, both in printed form as well as electronic form as well, right? So you can get it in both forms. The the Audible is coming out soon, so if you are an Audible person, then I hope you stay tuned and listen because I'll let you know when that is available. So my friend, I want to say thank you so very much for taking the time to listen. As I said earlier, I truly appreciate that. So let's now put this episode back into the vault of the Immortelligence Immortelligent Leadership Institute and tuck it safely away. So here we go. There it is. Now it's tucked away. I can safely exit the, com- the uh a intelligent leadership institute right leave that safe environment <laughs> and now exit and hey return to society so my friend thank you so very much and i appreciate it with that said my friend peace out god bless and i'll see you on the flip side yeah